Can the Arizona Cardinals shock the world two weeks in a row? It's Crossover Thursday with Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers. Let's roll. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another very special crossover episode here as we do twice a year with our friend Alex Clancy, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers with Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. We've got Cardinals at 49ers in Santa Clara week four, 14 point underdogs for those Arizona Cardinals. We're going to make some predictions a little bit later in the show and talk this thing through as we usually do. I do want to let everybody know first that this episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by, as every crossover Thursday episode is, Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code, all lowercase, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, Alex, I'm not going to say I didn't like seeing it. But how the heck did the Arizona Cardinals knock off the Dallas Cowboys 12 and a half point dogs? Uh, Is this a team that uh, we disrespected coming into 2023? And and what leads to a team like the Cardinals being much more competitive than we expected this season so far? I mean, I blacked out for 60 minutes, so I don't know. I don't know what you're referring to. I mean, going into the season, no. I mean, the disrespect was there. There's no reason to believe anything other than what has happened in the past, what happened in 2023, and enter Monty Osifor, Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rallis, and Drew Petzing, and they're like, listen, none of us have been in this position before. Let's roll. And what we've seen so far from the Cardinals, and it really – the pinnacle, the uh, lifetime achievement award of the 2023 season for the Cardinals was that win in Dallas because they could be three and up. Like that's not far fetched. I mean, it's a possession here, a possession there. It can definitely be three and zero through three weeks, which is unfathomable. Um, they've got the guys prepared. They've got systems in place. They've got cohesion. They've got balance. The offense is an adult offense run by Drew Petzing. Nick Rowles has the defense with the real fire in their belly. CCJG, you know, and it's just like. This is an adult organization, seemingly overnight, and I don't really know how to process it yet. And I know we go back and forth a lot, Peacock. I mean, Crocker and I do a certain degree, but Peacock and I have been doing this for a long time. Like, the the, the butt of jokes has really been the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, et cetera. Even you must see in the Bay Area a rapid or a, a rabid shift from what we've seen up until this point the last four years and right now through three weeks, even though it's a small sample size. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love to to give you crap about stuff and about the the team that you cover sometimes. And, you know, luckily sure. the 49ers are doing pretty well. And I was talking about how we get a podcast bump for playoff wins. And I was like, unfortunately, Alex, you know, doesn't get that playoff win bump for the, the team he covers. Hopefully that changes sometime soon for yeah. you, Alex. Yeah. Um, not that I want the Cardinals to win the West or anything like that. But is it, I mean, is, is this more of an indictment of Cliff Kingsbury to say, oh, this is what a real NFL coaching staff looks like? I haven't really sugarcoated it ever. Um, I I think the Cardinals won in spite of Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him when they did win. Um, What the Cardinals have done through three weeks has shown that they can play anybody. And I mean, the 49ers, this is going to be their toughest test, obviously, but this team does not have any real top-tier talent. 
there, there are spots. There's no depth. It's a bunch of young guys. And, you know, the offense is obviously more heavily weighted uh, talent-wise than the defense. And they're just playing football like an adult football team would. Does that make sense? Like, I know that's that's kind of abstract and it sounds cliche, but if you watch what's happening this year, compared to even in 2021 when they started 7-0 and 10-2, and balls aren't bouncing their way, which gets them close. They're playing level-headed, regimented, poised football. And really, it doesn't matter if they win or lose games in 2023. It really doesn't. Proof of concept is all that they need to show for the future when talent is infused and when Kyler Murray comes back, and that's what we've seen. So, yeah. yes. The head coach wears massively helps that. <laughs> the head coach wears socks is what you're trying to say. He, he wears socks. Yep. Peter Bukowski, shout out. <laughs> I, I did want to touch on one thing, Alex, because you talked about the 49ers being the biggest challenge uh, to date coming up. And I think if you were to flip-flop the Dallas Cowboys game and the 49ers game, you might be saying the same thing about the Cowboys. So I don't want you to downplay like that win and how big of a win it was. I mean, the, the Cowboys are a team that Peacock and I could see potentially in the Super Bowl, winning the NFC, right? Like they have that type of talent, that type of coaching, that type of roster. So to be able to knock those guys off, especially the way that the Cardinals did, I think they put everybody on notice that even if the Cardinals aren't going to be this postseason team, they still are a team that you should take very serious on a week-to-week basis. And I know 49er fans, you know, we obviously interact a ton with them. And I remember going into last week against the Giants, it was like, oh, man, like, you know, don't even think about playing Brandon Ayuk. You don't need him in this game. You kind of start to overlook opponents. I think prior to the Cowboy game, you looked at the Cardinals, or they looked at the Cardinals that same way, where it's just like, oh, it's the Cardinals. Like, just get ready for the Cowboys. Well, all of a sudden, the Cardinals win. So it's like, okay, we got to kind of take this a little bit more serious and say, okay, let's see how do you beat this team. So uh, one thing I noticed right away was this added dynamic, you know, from Dobbs and kind of similar to Kyler Murray, but being able to utilize his legs. Early in the game, 44-yard run, uh, ran for, what, 180 yards in the first half. So what can you tell us about the newfound like, run game or at least maybe a commitment to running the ball that we haven't seen uh, in a while from Arizona? I mean, this is the Cleveland Browns offense. It's 12 personnel. It's run the ball. It's play action. It's not take many wild shots down the field um, unless they're set up as such throughout the game with, with, with similar play calling. The, the run by Joshua Dobbs showed me one thing. It wasn't that it gained 44 yards. It wasn't that, you know, it set them up for success early in the game. What it did was it showed, and I use this term a lot, the offense is working when it's run properly. Everybody in the arena, everybody in the stadium, everybody watching the game was was shook out of their shoes by Josh Dobbs tucking that and running. Nobody saw it. And that was probably the first option. But it's like, set it up and go. And Drew Petzing, what he's doing is he's raising the floor of the offensive output and not just hoping that third and three go routes will connect. Like it's very, it's very, um, it's a couple of things. One it's Joshua Dobbs is one of the smartest quarterbacks. If not the smartest quarterback in the NFL, uh, he has a degree to prove it. Um, two James Connor has been a vision three. The offensive line is playing at an elevated level. Like this is what winning football teams do. You guys very well know that in the barrier with, with the run heavy offense that you guys have had that sets up the world for everything else. You talked about Dobbs tucking and running and picking up 44 yards. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people were excited to see that. I know one person that was not excited to see that. And that was me because on prize picks, I took the lower 
on his rushing total for the game. And I don't think I've ever had one of my uh, kind of cards that I put together killed so fast. I mean, it happened right away and it was like, boom, the whole card is done. You could throw that away and not even think about the rest of it. So uh, I wasn't too happy to see him run, but I'm pretty sure the uh, Cardinals fan base was really excited to see that added dimension as well as him, you know, being able to efficiently distribute the ball. One of four quarterbacks who has yet to throw an interception on the season. 70% completion percentage, man. Who is this guy? Out of nowhere, Josh Dobbs. They traded for him. It was like, wait, you're just, you're just dumping Colt McCoy for Josh Dobbs? That seems weird. It doesn't seem so weird right now after three weeks. Yeah, well, the Colt McCoy was the old Cardinals. It's like, okay, well, Colt McCoy's on the roster. He's going to start. Kyler Murray comes back. It wasn't outside the box at all. I didn't think – I thought Clayton Toon should have started. I, I've said it. You know, there's zero risk and potentially a lot of reward. Uh, I was wrong. Um, this is the best – way to see what this offense will look like with Kyler Murray. And we okay. saw that. So is there like a potentially a quarterback controversy? I mean, I know no. Kyler Murray's paid a lot of money. I know it's only three games in, but there's something about Kyler Murray that just me as a football fan. And I always tell our fans, like I am a football fan before anything, even before being a 49er fan, but just Kyler Murray, there's always been this thing where it's just like, there's something odd about this guy. There, there was something odd about the language of, saying you have to study for four hours, you know, every week, putting that in there, then saying, oh, no, we're just kidding. We're actually taking that off. Like everything about him from the way he carries himself or being a leader, uh, playing the video games, I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's kind of been a little off. And then you have a guy like Dobbs who is a little bit more mature. And I'm not saying that he's like the long-term answer or anything like that. But winning a game like that in Dallas, it feels like you can start to get some of the teammates behind you, some of the players behind you. And if they are, I mean, do you still just say no matter what, you know, you, you can win the next five games, but this is still Kyler Murray's team? Yeah, this is Kyler Murray's team. Um, yeah. And I, I completely understand what you're saying. I'm, for me, I've never seen, I was talking with Brian before we started recording this, like I've never seen Kyler Murray happier. Like there, there was a still, there was a little video, it was four or five seconds long of him on the sideline with this just cheesing at, after, I think it was after a big score right when the game ended. Like he's been released from the purgatory that was what happened his first four years here. And and what I think, Eric Crocker, is until I'm wrong, and I can still use this for one more year because he's hurt. If he comes in and he doesn't reach that fringe MVP Pro Bowl level that we've seen from him with this new coaching staff and with this new offense, we can revisit. But until then, I still think Cliff Kyler Murray won despite Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him. Now he's got guys that can coach around him, that has an offense that's not catered to him. It's an offense that he'll learn that will lend him. Picture the Cleveland Browns last year with Kyler Murray. That's what this offense is going to be. I mean, I'm obviously not with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but it, that's what it's going to be. I think we haven't seen Kyler Murray as a true NFL quarterback yet uh, fully, and we will this season. So, no, I don't think he has an immense. He has an immense amount of talent. So, like, even his talent and ability, that was never the thing I was worried about with him. It was just kind of putting together all the other things, the things that make Brock Purdy, you know, exceptional as a quarterback since he's taken over the 49ers. And Josh, Jobs, Josh Dobbs is going to win too many games for the, the Cardinals fans out there to have to worry about Caleb Williams now, it looks like anyway. So, uh, especially with teams playing as bad as the Bears and the Broncos, <laughs> the, maybe the battle for – the number one pick there between those two teams this week. All right. Uh, I, in my opinion, the best matchup in this game next. And of course we're going to maybe make some predictions and the keys to victory for both teams, 49ers Cardinals crossover. 
Today's episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Harry's. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. So get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. The starter set is a $13 value for just $3 right now at harrys.com slash NFL. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. And you can schedule delivery for refills as low as $2, half of what you'd pay with other blades. Of course, tons of products, creams, washes, lotions to keep your skin healthy and hydrated while you shave and long after you shave. So get your best shave ever with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. All right, guys. Um, I think the biggest matchup in this game is the strengths of both of these teams. We've talked a lot about Dobbs. We've talked a lot about coaching, but um, one thing that helps a quarterback, one thing that helps an entire offense is the offensive line. And I do think the Cardinals have a good offensive line and the 49ers. We know have a really good defensive line and we've seen Javon Hargrave really come alive last week for the 49ers. Of course, Nick Bosa is still getting into mid season shape after missing all of camp in the preseason. You got Eric Armstead. They debuted their five man line this season uh, last week to some really great results with um, bringing in their fifth man in uh, in uh, Javon Kinlaw, along with Drake Jackson off the outside and creating five one-on-ones up front. But it's a formidable unit on the other side. And Alex, I want you to talk a little bit about, especially the rookie right tackle. And uh, he, he was apparently someone that the the Cardinals would have taken number three if they weren't able to, to move back. And we've talked about how much we love that, that move for the Cardinals to move back, collect those picks. And um, so Paris Johnson, DJ Humphreys, uh, is, is there a weakness up front for the Arizona Cardinals that the 49ers could potentially exploit? Yeah, you know, not as much as you would think at this point or that I would think. The interior of the offensive line has been, been the trouble spot. Uh, Will Hernandez has played fine this year. He's got some pretty good numbers from pro football focus. Um, but, you know, Jalti Froholt has been a vision at center when that was kind of a question mark going into the season with Ronnie Hudson unceremoniously leaving you know, whatever happened last season as well. The Cardinals have had issues on the interior of the offensive line for five years. So with this upgrade here, um, and then as you mentioned with Paris Johnson Jr., not allowing a QB hit in his first two weeks, played pretty damn well against Micah Parsons last week when matched up against him. This is going to be the biggest test. Crock, you're right. I may have kind of overlooked the big um, the big win last week by the Cardinals, especially with where they're at in their transition, in, in their rebuild. But this front is the best in football. I mean, I guess if you want to, you know, tie goes to the runner with the Eagles, whatever it may be, it's too close to call. This is going to be the test. And I think you're right. Uh, Peacock that this is it's in the trenches. If the Cardinals can't protect Joshua Dobbs if Joshua Dobbs can't evade the pocket when, when pushed, especially up the middle, which is where a lot of the pressure I'm assuming is going to be with the, um, with, with the inferior nature of the front of the interior for the Cardinals, it's going to be a long day. Joshua Dobbs is going to have a lot of grass on his Jersey. Uh, if not, Cardinals shocked the world last week, so anything's possible. If you can have a quarterback that is pretty much unscathed and has a clean jersey at the end of the game, you've got a shot in any matchup. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that's it. 
It's and not only, not only pass protection, they were running the ball with James Conner. And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, Croc hit a prize picks with James Conner, the over on rushing yards there too, right, Croc? No, no, I needed him to score a touchdown. He scored the first one of the game. So uh, that was the last thing I needed on my card. And uh, he came through for me in the clutch. $600. Yep. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, what do you guys think? What, what are some of the best matchups you're looking at in this game, Cardinals 49ers Sunday? I mean, I think for me, it is the 49ers defensive line against Josh Dobbs, right? Like just figuring out. And matter of fact, let's take it a step further. I think it's Steve Wilkes against Dobbs and figuring out how do you make him uncomfortable? You know, Alex has talked about how he's been back, er, excuse me, back there comfortable. The offensive line is playing well. The running game is working. But how do you make them potentially be one dimensional? Can you take away the run? by any any way possible. Obviously, the 49ers have done a really good job against the run, limiting uh, those big explosive plays. Fred Warner, he's been flying around. He's been hitting guys. He's been setting the tone right away. Can you set the tone and knock down Connor to where they start to, you know, put a little bit more pressure on Dobbs to be uh, more of a playmaker at quarterback consistently? And, and if you could do that, then, you know, great. But I think the, the battle for this game really kind of starts there. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for you know, for me, it's just can Brock can we see a version of Brock Purdy that's plays irrationally? Like, is there something inside of him that will trigger him to get him to turn the ball over? Because the Cardinals won the turnover battle last week. They won the turnover battle the week before, I believe. Like, that's it for me. You got you gotta be able to cut that the the head off the snake. If he's gonna sit there and have tea parties in the backfield, like like that's what I call it. I mean, if he's if he's just chilling, the Cardinals are gonna it's gonna be a long day, especially with C, with, with Christian McCaffrey and the bevy of weapons that you guys have at your disposal over there. I mean, there's so many weapons the 49ers have, and and Brock Purdy has at his disposal. I want to talk about some of the uh, the prize pick potential more thans or less thans in a second uh, with Purdy, but w- one thing that Purdy has done a few times is. Uh, throw the ball to the other team, have some turnover-worthy throws, and he hasn't got hurt on them because they they haven't got caught. George Kittle batted one away early in the last game. And um, mm. so, like, are, are there any – I guess my question to you would be, are there any secret secret, secret superstars budding from a, a relatively no-name defense? You know, everybody knows Buda Baker is a dude, but are there some guys in the, in the Cardinals secondary that can cover Debo, cover Ayuk, and maybe catch one of those interceptions if they do come your way? Yeah, really. Marco Wilson. How has Marco Wilson been? How has he been playing? He he hasn't regressed, and I don't say that as a as a knock or anything like that. I I I one of my coin phrases on Locked On Cardinals is anything that's not a step backwards is a step forward for the Cardinals currently. So Marco Wilson was put into an impossible situation as a rookie. He was he was supposed to come in BCB two fourth round pick out of Florida, and Byron Murphy got hurt, and he was thrust into CB one, and he got hurt as well. He's a competent, smart, stable corner in this league. It's yet to be determined on if he's going to be a CB1. We'll see what happens with Garrett Williams out of Syracuse. Croc, I know you liked him coming out of college. He probably would have been a late first rounder, early second rounder if he didn't get hurt in October of last year. So the Cardinals may have got a steal there. But the big story here is Cattrall Clark. Okay, six-round pick. They're using him all over the field, and he's learning on the fly. And it's the best part about the ecosystem for the Cardinals that's kind of coded and they're not going to win a lot of games this year is a lot of young players are going to get to play a lot of meaningful snaps without any sort of pressure to perform. 
And that's one of the best things that you can take out of a team that's rebuilding. And Gatrell Clark has played terribly at times. He's played excellently at times and a lot of in between, but that's the main guy. And then you have Kazir White, who's not young, young, but that was the, that was the diamond in the rough signing by the Cardinals. Two years, very team friendly coming over from Philly knows the defense of Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rallis put it put together. He's what everybody wanted Isaiah Simmons to be. And so far, aside from taking Sam Howell's head off in week one, the dude hits really hard. He knows the system. He had the game clinching interception last week against Dak. That's the guy in the middle of the field that could be the leader in the heartbeat for this team for the next five years. So those two are the ones that I would probably mention. All right, next, guys, we've got to tell the story of what a 49ers win might look like, what a Cardinals win might look like, and, and make some predictions here for week four, 49ers Cardinals next. This Crossover Thursday episode, as all Crossover Thursday episodes are, brought to you by Prize Picks, the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy sports this football season. And while you're having all that fun, winning up to 25 times your money. All you do is you select two or more players, you pick more or less than their projected stats, and place that entry. You can place entries in less than 60 seconds and potentially turn 10 bucks into $250 with just a few taps. For example, looking at some of the Prize Picks stat lines here this weekend Brock Purdy 225.5 passing yards he went for 300 last week can he do it again against the the Arizona Cardinals I kind of like the more than on those passing yards the 49ers uh, might want to get the ball in the air here at home against the Arizona Cardinals seven and a half rushing yards for Brock Purdy kind of like that one too we've seen him get out and and move a little bit no 44 yarders like Joshua Dobbs, but uh, Brock Purdy playing at a high level. Can he not throw it to the other team is one of the big keys here. We'll get to the keys to victory next, but prize picks is where you want to go to play daily fantasy because daily fantasy sports is made easy at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Croc, can you do the folks a favor and, and tell us it's story time right now? Tell us a little story. What's this game look like when at the end of the game, the San Francisco 49ers are victorious at Levi's Stadium Sunday? I think if the 49ers continue to do what they have done, which is play clean football on the offense, they are not turning the ball over. If they don't, if they continue that and they don't turn the ball over, it'll be extremely difficult for the Cardinals to win this game because when the 49ers don't turn the ball over, they just score a lot of points. And so far we've seen this team put up 30 points in week one, 30 points in week two, 30 points in week three. All right, you see a trend here? They're scoring 30 points a game. And that will continue as long as they take care of the ball as they have been doing. So if there's anything that can throw a wrench in that, that's multiple interceptions, which we haven't seen from Brock Purdy, or fumbling, which he has lost one fumble in the Pittsburgh Steelers game, uh, was actually strip sacked twice by TJ Watt. So taking care of the ball, I think that's 100% the easiest recipe for the 49ers to remain undefeated. Fortunately for the 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals don't have any more Watts on their roster uh, to, to strip sack him. Uh, Alex, what do you think? It's a 14-point line. We'll, we'll make some predictions in a second, but uh, not only to keep it within 14, but is there a path you see for the Cardinals knocking off the 49ers like they did the Cowboys last week? The whole mind screw of last week was the Cardinals 
were almost two to one deficit in time of possession, which is not normally, especially for a team with, without that much burst that the Cardinals don't really have that that's kind of a thing. But on the opposite side, Cardinals need sustained drives, keep the offense off the field and don't turn the ball over. These sound cliched, but when like, you know, uh, tie dyed together, like it's just kind of a new thing. Like if the Cardinals don't turn the ball over, and they can have long four, five, six minutes sustained drives, methodical first downs, moving the ball down the field. We saw it last week. They can, they can beat a really, really good team with more talent than they have. So um, Nick Bosa is a terror. Um, Fred Warner is a terror. Uh, Shardavius Ward is a terror. Christian McCaffrey is a terror. Debo Samuel is a terror. Uh, George Kittle is a terror. Uh, Trent Williams also on your team a terror. A terror. So it's Hargraves. Uh, yeah. Hufanga. There's a lot of terrors. What time do we have? So, like, that's but it's it's going to be like minesweeper for the Cardinals on Sunday if they want to come out victorious. For me, a victory, and this isn't like a green ribbon thing. A victory for me is the Cardinals' offense looking competent and the Cardinals' defense not giving up monstrous plays over and over and over again. Those are wins that you can build upon for the Cardinals. And if it's a one score game with ten minutes left in the fourth, anybody can win. It's the NFL. I wonder how Steve Wilkes is going to play this one on defense. They're, they're a little soft zone uh, on uh, against the the uh, Rams in week two and then sort of tightened it up in the second half and then were much more aggressive in coverage in week three against the Giants. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to allow Dobbs to carve them up and, and try to put those drives together. So I think they're going to keep the heat on, keep the pressure on Dobbs and that Cardinals offense. Um, we know that the 49ers didn't score 30 points. So that's... That's that, right? So the question is now, if we're making our predictions here, can the uh, Arizona Cardinals keep it within 14 if we're, if we're using that 14-point line by our friends at FanDuel? And my prediction is they don't quite get there, but they get close. 30-13, uh, a touchdown and a couple field goals for the Arizona Cardinals in this one. 30-13, 49ers victorious. Alex, what are your predictions for Sunday? I mean, that's fair. I, I don't think they're going to give up a 30 burger. I mean, I think it'll be, you know, 24, 23, 24, have that flashy new kicker out there. Uh, sent Robbie Gould packing finally. Um, Money Moody. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that with the, with the John Menzel <laughs> fingers. Really not even a fan of that. That's actually, but, um, that's another thing. So Brock's not turning the ball over, even if he makes a turnover worthy throw. And you got a rookie kicker that's made every kick so far. So there is like potential for like some things to go bad for the 49ers that just haven't gone bad yet. But <laughs> yeah. The 17 game season are going to happen. If, if the Cardinals can hold this team be, b- below 25 points with the defense that they have with Buda Baker out, I uh, was Evan Collins now poked in the eye is going to be like Batman on Sunday, Richard Hamilton, NFL style. Um, you know, I, I 25, 13, 25, 17. I mean, Defensive score could sway this either way, you know, tip ball, whatever it is. I mean, you know, it's just a tip ball pick six away from being a game that would otherwise be a blowout. So yeah, I'd say 24. Yeah. 24, 13, I think is probably fair. All right. I got 30. I got the 49ers 30. I'm going to continue that number 30 point score by the Niners 30 to 17. So they don't quite cover the spread. That's a huge spread. It's the biggest spread this season. It's even bigger than the Cardinals Cowboys spread was, was 12 and a half last week. It's even bigger than Kansas city bears, which I think is kind of crazy. 
that's bigger than that one. You had pop stars in the building in Kansas City and just the disaster. You you lose your defensive coordinator during the week, and that was only 12 and a half. So 14 feels like a lot here, but the 49ers would have covered 14 two out of three weeks so far uh, and have really played well and 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 shut the door in all three second halves of the games thus far. So uh, I'm looking for more of the same from the 49ers that have really shown their, their great second half defense and uh it's going to be an interesting one I, I can't wait to see a little closer what this new look cardinals team is and one thing they might have is a sneak attack factor because it's a lot easier to go look at years worth of tape against kyle shanahan's um offense and, and steve wilkes run a very similar scheme than the 49ers have the whole time but it's a little bit harder to 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 scout what you know a josh jobs led arizona cardinals team looks like but you have a little bit of tape now after three weeks to to go through so it'll be an interesting one alex always a pleasure chatting with you man and uh i really do hope that you uh you guys don't earn that first pick in the nfl draft so i just you hope know, it's not I mean, on the, at the expense of the san francisco 49ers so it's kind of a disappointment i mean it's just it's super like this is just way more kumbaya because the cardinals won last week yeah well hey look, not as much as vitriol and uh and um you know venom coming from from the bay area you know one's not enough too. the bears beat the 49ers week one last year and they still had the number one pick in the draft so not yeah. out of the woods there yet yeah yep fantastic stuff thanks alex uh as always brian peacock and eric crocker here of locked on 49ers alex clancy of locked on cardinals everybody make sure you're also subscribed up on youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts all the cards and niners every dayers out there we appreciate you we love you for locked on 49ers locked on cardinals We'll be back with you tomorrow right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.